Welcome to another edition of Faith to Live By. I'm your host, Pam Christian, and each week I look forward to connecting with you to consider the current events with the help of the Lord so we can know what God is communicating to us and how He wants us to respond. My ministry work has always been to help people discover and live in life-giving truth and experience the hope truth provides. I believe our present and extended experiences with COVID-19 has been a precursor to the last days when the enemy of God is allowed to establish himself as the Antichrist, working to have the entire world worship him. I believe God has permitted these present days for our good. Now please hear me on this because what I'm about to share is a perspective of truth that many people who belong to Jesus have lost. I believe God never allows us to experience anything that he won't ultimately use for our good. I believe God and the devil are not equal in power, authority, wisdom, or in any other way. God is supreme in all things. I believe God's timeline and plan for the culmination of the world will be upheld regardless of the many attempts of the enemy to change God's timeline. I also believe these days are not the end of the world, evidenced by the fact that one-third of the world's population has not yet died at once, according to Revelation 9.15. Even with all the fear tactics and the fear-mongering that's been going on about COVID-19, I've used the best sources I could, and I've learned that COVID-19 was not the leading cause of death in the United States in 2020. I don't have world statistics, but I do have the United States. As a matter of fact, heart disease caused an estimated 691,000 deaths, cancer caused 598,000 deaths, and COVID-19 caused 345,000, according to the link I'll have for you in the show notes. Also, there are many people who proclaim to be Christian who are warning us that the world will not be able to recover from everything we have experienced these past couple of years. Please understand, these people are not looking to God for his revelation, nor do they rightly understand the supreme power and authority of God. Nothing is impossible with God. Absolutely nothing. Additionally, God cannot lie, and he does not work to deceive us. That's the work of the enemy. Understand, as the enemy has worked through people who reject God, who are drunk on power, authority, and control, there is nothing that cannot be undone. I want you to ground yourself in these truths, especially as I bring you the message for today. If you've been subjected to doom and gloom reports, or if anyone you know has, you need to listen to this podcast. And if you didn't hear last week's podcast, I highly recommend you do, because many of the points about COVID-19 and all we've experienced this year were considered in the light of truth last week. With today's podcast, I'll provide you with three points, each demanding a response from you. First, I will explain the present times and the point in history we've been brought to and the importance of your choice to respond in this hour. Next, I'll express my considered opinion of why God has brought us to this point in history and what God is looking for from each of us at this time. Then, I'll offer my conclusion about the lessons we must learn from these horrendous days so we can be fully prepared for the days to come. So as an introduction to today's podcast, I offer three essential premises. Number one, globally, we have been given a chance to know God as never before. Number two, globally, we have been given the struggle of working hard to determine what is true and what is false 
because the struggle allows us to become entirely convinced of the truth. Number three, globally, we have been given the opportunity of seeing God work in our behalf now and in the near future, experiencing his faithfulness to us even when we fail in our faith and trust in him. It is critically important that we resolutely take ownership of these three points and that we teach them to our children and grandchildren, who very likely will live during the end times. We must make sure they will never give up on God. We must share with the future generations the miraculous interventions of God on behalf of his people so they will be fully equipped with truth, able to endure to the end. What we are experiencing all around the world is the ancient battle between good and evil, which is the theme of the entire Bible, two invisible kingdoms warring for control of the world. We should not be surprised or cower in fear. We should be resolute in the knowledge of truth God has provided his people and the very victory Christ has already secured for us. I hope you're hearing me on this. The only power on earth able to restrain evil is the Holy Spirit, who indwells every single committed Christian. And those of us who are alive today are appointed by God to fulfill our personal destiny in God's plan. Not the enemy's plan, but God's plan. You and I, each and every one of us, must quickly secure the truth and take our position in this present battle. The only rescue we should expect to see is victory flowing through us as we become engaged in God's plan. I know many people are cowering in their homes, believing world events will get worse and worse until God raptures his church out of this world. And I believe this is one of the biggest lies from the enemy of God that has caused God's people to be weak and ineffective. I mean, of course, who wouldn't want to avoid the Great Tribulation? But is that really what the Bible teaches? I'll come back to this in just a minute, but first, let's work on understanding the present times. The Bible clearly states Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and faith in him is the only way to be rightly restored in relationship with God the Father. The Bible also is clear the enemy of God, Satan, is the father of all lies. Therefore, we know the origin of all truth is Jesus and the origin of all lies is the devil. And I think most of you listening to this podcast have become aware that there is a grand conspiracy that has been playing out under the guise of a pandemic. It's an effort that originated from Satan, who has deceived many people. First, he deceived them into believing there is no God, and therefore they are the highest power and authority able to live according to their own choices. Satan has positioned these people in high places of influence, power, and wealth. And since Satan's only purpose is to steal, rob, kill, and destroy, he has manipulated the minds of these people into believing they must create a new world order. This effort has actually been underway for decades upon decades, and in this year of 2021, they believed their plans would culminate, putting them in charge of the masses around the world. If this sounds too far-fetched for you, I encourage you to get the book by Klaus Schwab and Thierry Malaret, titled COVID-19, The Great Reset. The official description of this book reads, quote, COVID-19, The Great Reset, is a guide for anyone who wants to understand how COVID-19 disrupted our social and economic systems and what changes will be needed to create a more inclusive, resilient, and sustainable world going forward. Klaus Schwab, founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum, 
and Thierry Mallaret, founder of the Monthly Barometer, explore what the root causes of these crises were and why they lead to a need for a great reset. The power of human beings lies in being foresighted and having the ingenuity, at least to a certain extent, to take their destiny into their hands and to plan for a better future. This is the purpose of this book, to shake up and show deficiencies which were manifest in our global system even before COVID broke out. End quote. These authors and others who think like them do not believe in God. Convincing people that God does not exist is another tremendous lie from the enemy allowing the enemy to operate undetected. Plans have been underway for decades upon decades for the 1% global elites to control the masses that seem to have begun with the world's banking families, and in America these families include the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds. An excellent video that highlights how the banks have been operating consistent with the Great Reset is Dell Bigtree's High Wire show where he interviewed Catherine Austin Fitz. She's a former Assistant Secretary of Housing and Federal Housing Commissioner at the United States Department of Housing and Urban Development. She's also President of Solari Incorporated. I'll have a link for you in the show notes. That's one program you don't want to miss. Based on my months and months of research, which I have faithfully shared with you, I firmly believe that COVID-19 was entirely planned. Dr. Fauci's involvement in the development of COVID-19 virus is well-documented. Several videos and reports are in circulation which reveal Dr. Fauci stating in 2017 there would be a future outbreak of a pandemic. Fauci's words were, quote, No doubt Trump will face a surprise infectious disease outbreak, end quote. How could he know this unless he was part of the effort to unleash a virus? Clearly, it would be a surprise to President Trump, but not to Dr. Fauci and a link to one of the many articles on this topic is provided for you in the show notes. Given Fauci's involvement in moving the American tax dollar-funded lab developing COVID-19 from the U.S. to Wuhan, China, and China's systematic efforts to control the world, I conclude that Fauci and China are part of the cabal Satan has deceived into doing his bidding to bring as much death and destruction as possible. There are many others who are part of this cabal worldwide. The Bushes, the Clintons, the Obamas, Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Gates, George Soros, Klaus Schwab, the Royals of England are just a few who have openly promoted a new world order, a global reset. Satan influencing people to do his evil work is not new. God has provided us the history of humanity in the books of the Old Testament where we can learn of the enemy's unrelenting desire to destroy all that is good and significant to God. From our sanitized and self-imposed Western ignorance, we don't have a proper understanding of the extent of evil at work within humanity. Even when we read the Old Testament accounts of the horrific evils perpetrated against humanity by the deeds of people Satan influenced for his purposes, we still don't understand it for what it is. Likewise, when we hear the atrocities, that were committed by Nazi Germany during the war and the Holocaust, we don't have a proper understanding of the extent of evil or how it is no longer over there and then, but in the here and now. I believe the church, not only here in America but around the world, has all but perished for lack of understanding, for lack of knowledge consistent with God's warning from Hosea 4.6. We've turned a blind eye to the many horrific realities around the world for decades, and not the least of which is abortion and human trafficking. 
We've allowed the church to be relegated to being woefully ineffective as the agents of righteousness and the standard of all that's good, meaning we've lost our saltiness and at this point, we're good for nothing. Even so, it's incredible to me that God continues to be faithful to us even when we utterly and profoundly fail him, even to the point of permitting Satan's agenda to be played out. But God is not only entirely faithful, he's entirely wise. I believe God has allowed the evils of our world to be exposed as they have, even in this agonizing prolonged period, so we would be forced to know the truth and realize our failure. God has been administering and will be administering in greater proportions his justice in the days, weeks, and months to come. As our eyes are being opened, as we are caused to acknowledge the evil realities we've allowed to increase all around us, God is calling us to repentance. He is calling us to repentance and to take our rightful place in his plan for his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. I thank God for people like Clay Clark, General Flynn, Mike Lindell, Sidney Powell, and Dr. Vladimir Zelenko, who are putting everything on the line to expose the lies and reveal the truth. I want you to make a point of watching the video from Dr. Zelenko, a Nobel Prize winner, about the so-called COVID-19 vaccines. I'll have a link for you in the show notes. My heart aligns with the efforts of these courageous individuals, and I've always had the byline that explains what I'm about. It reads, exposing the lies, revealing the truth, and empowering the faithful. This has always been my aim, and I hope that you've gained from my efforts in this regard. So, now that more truth is being released, we stand before God, each one of us, in that light. We are being required to confess our sin, repent, and declare our allegiance to Christ, to partner with him, working as his ambassadors in this world. We have once again been granted tremendous mercy and another opportunity to align with God to right the wrongs of our world. Since early 2020, people have been crying out to God to help, and now God is revealing that our help will come as we partner with him. We can't expect God to rescue us. We need to partner with him. I mean, think about it. How did God bring his people to the promised land? First, by weeding out the doubters as they wandered in the desert, then through the army led by Joshua and Caleb. How did God lead his people in victory over the Midianites? First, by dismissing the 22,000 who were fearful, then by discharging those who were not properly observant, then by empowering an army of only 300. God is speaking to you. God has a place for you in his plan that he determined before you were conceived. If you want your life to count for something, if you want to make a difference in this world for Jesus, then seek the Lord about what he wants you to do. After hearing this podcast, to not seek the Lord and find ways to get involved will be a matter that will trouble you until you do. Not because I say so, but because I know how the Lord works. Let me assure you, as I have learned, you will not experience the best measure of true personal fulfillment unless you are living according to your God-intended purpose. What will you do? What are you passionate about? What has God equipped you to do? What additional education or training do you need in order to do what is important to you? Start with what you have and what you can do, and then prayerfully decide to do something rather than nothing. It might be that you'll volunteer at your local library to read to the children and displace the drag queen story hour that seeks to influence our children. Or you might follow the example of the Iowa mama bears to influence your local school board about the policies of masks, vaccines, textbooks, and more. 
I featured them on a recent podcast, and you'll find a link to their website in my show notes. Or you might choose to run for local office, such as a school board, city council, or volunteer in support of a local representative who promotes conservative values. You seek the Lord and learn from Him what He has determined is your place in His plan. Now, moving to my next point, which is to understand why God has brought us through all He has and what He wants us to learn from it. I'm convinced this season of COVID-19 has been a dry run of the future end times recorded in the book of Revelation when the actual mark of the beast will be enforced. And I believe God wants us to examine our response to these days to identify our strengths and weaknesses so we can be prepared for the inevitable future, if not for our own personal future, that of our children and grandchildren, so they will stand firm in the truth and in the faith. In years past, after reading Revelation, I just couldn't fathom how so many people worldwide would be duped into rejecting Christ and taking the mark of the beast. Even with the threat of not being able to buy or sell, would that many people really be willing to forsake their demonstrated faith in Jesus and take the mark of the beast? But now that we've come through all we have with COVID-19, I understand. People who are motivated by fear don't have the faith needed to remain true to Jesus. What is your personal response to the COVID-19 pandemic revealed about you? Have you responded in fear or in faith? If it's been fear, then stop right now and thank the Lord for revealing that to you so you can agree with him and repent and seek his help to replace your fears with faith, which is done by pouring over truth, by hearing the word of God. I understand we have had fear imposed upon us like never before through otherwise trusted sources, mainstream news, the medical and science communities, and of course government. It's been unrelenting, and those who do not think for themselves or those who lack critical thinking skills are the first to operate from fear. I ask you with all compassion, how have you responded to these last 18 to 20 months? This is the time to be brutally honest and take stock of yourself. This is the time to go to the Lord asking Him to show you any wicked way in you so you can repent and be restored and fortified in your faith for the days to come. Again, I know there are many Christians who believe the Bible teaches things will get worse and worse while God's people suffer waiting for Jesus to return and rapture us out of this world. But does the Bible actually teach a pre-tribulation rapture? Well, many scholars say yes, and just as many say no, and both sides use scriptures to confirm their conclusion. Evidently, the matter is not clear or easily decided. So I really want you to hear me on this. If you conclude on any doctrine when it doesn't turn out as you expected, you are likely to resent God, which will create a degree of separation for you from God. Is this what you really want? There are some doctrines we can all agree on. They're called the five essentials of the faith. I've actually published them before, and I'll have them available for you to download from the show notes. But everything beyond the five essentials are not matters we can be 100% positive about. I was talking with a very special friend recently, Shelley, and she has been drawn to reading the Old Testament, and she commented how there are no rescue stories in the Bible. People had to go through the sufferings, and those who went through the sufferings with their faith in Christ victoriously came out the other side of their trials. Consider the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who refused to bend their knee to King Nebuchadnezzar, recorded in Daniel chapter 3, verses 16 to 28. God did not rescue them from the fiery furnace. 
he had them enter the furnace, and he personally went in with them. And when King Nebuchadnezzar saw the fourth man in the furnace, he called them out and witnessed that not even a hair of their heads of the three boys was singed. The faith of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego resulted in Nebuchadnezzar's faith in God, which changed the course of an entire nation. At this moment, I can't help but think of our brothers and sisters in Christ in Afghanistan, and I'm exceedingly grateful for the many Christian-backed contracted parties who are risking their own lives and spending their own money to rescue these precious men, women, and children from the clutches of the Taliban. While our present American government is failing us, the government of God, working in and through his people, is at work. We must pray, decreeing and declaring an increase of their faith for the glory of God and for the sake of the nations. Remember, the nations are Christ's inheritance, so we must pray for them. I take some comfort from a prophecy by Robbie Dawkins presented on Steve Schultz's Elijah Streams on August 19, 2021, that Afghanistan will become a Christian nation. Let's pray for this prophecy to become a reality. And if you want to watch the video, you'll find a link in the show notes. Luke 18.8 records the words of Jesus when he said, quote, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on earth? End quote we must diligently work to both increase and guard our faith that we can successfully endure whatever hardships come our way. Believing our present days have been a precursor or a dry run from God for us to effectively ascertain ourselves and learn where we fall short and where we must improve, the words of Jesus about wondering if he would find faith on earth is potentially a sad indictment against us as a whole. Let's make it not so. I long to be among those Jesus finds faithful, and I'm willing to do the tough stuff to make sure I'm operating based on truth, so my faith will be intact. I want this to be true for you, too, which is why I spend my time researching and producing these podcasts. When more and more of us discover and live in life-giving truth, we will experience the victory power Christ died to give us. So let's ask ourselves some very difficult questions so we can understand the present level of our personal faith. Did I readily obey the highly questionable mandates from government and leadership? Was I motivated by fear in my response to COVID-19? Did I find fault with others who did not follow the mandates and allow division? Did I fight for my rights for freedom and choice? Do I properly understand the extent of authority governors and agencies have over the people when it comes to mandates? Well, this podcast reaches all nations of the world, so What I'm sharing is not limited to America. The last days recorded in the book of Revelation will occur worldwide, just as this pandemic has occurred worldwide. Oh, how I pray for New Zealand and Australia, Ireland, Morocco, Israel, and Argentina, where the governments are grossly overreaching their authority and imposing evils upon their people. I pray for these countries and others around the world, for the people to resolutely place their faith in God and see him, expect him to work in their behalf. Mario Murillo, an American evangelist, is experiencing a radical expansion of his evangelistic outreach ministry with droves and droves of people turning out to his tent meetings hungrier than ever for the truth. In a recent message that he gave at Destiny Christian Church, Murillo asked the attendees, if you can't resist the jab in order to go to Starbucks today, how are you going to resist the mark of the beast? Then he turned his attention to the pastors and asked them, What are you doing to make your congregation strong in the culture? 
we need to take a serious look at our personal response to all we've experienced through COVID-19 and make any and all necessary adjustments to make certain we are prepared for the future by being wholly engaged in God's plan. There are growing numbers of reports about the serious side effects of the so-called COVID-19 vaccine, and my heart and my prayers have been with those who have taken the jab, my own family members included. If you have taken the vaccine, seek the Lord for your health. Use the links in my show notes for the sake of your health. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, America's Frontline Doctors, and others are listed in the show notes. Now, I want to move into my conclusions about the lessons we must learn from these horrendous days so we can be fully prepared for the days to come. What do we know about the last days? Well, some things are clearly understood from Scripture and other matters are not. When it comes to what we don't fully understand, we must rely upon the truth that we do confidently know. First, what do we know about the character, will, and intentions of God? If we have a proper understanding of just these three matters, when we encounter faith challenges at any level, we can fall back upon the truth about God himself, which alone will lead us through to victory. 2 Timothy chapters 3 verses 1 to 5 gives us some indicators to help us know when the end is near. It reads, quote, But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of great difficulty, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power, end quote. To the point of having a form of godliness, but denying the power, I want to ask, What do you believe about the existence of the supernatural gifts for today? For those who believe they are no longer available, that they died with the last of Christ's appointed apostles, I ask you, does it make sense that God would warn us of the atrocities of the last days and strip us of our ability to be victorious? I understand scriptures to explain that there will be an increase of supernatural gifts and miracles in the last days as evidence of the truth. The book of Revelation is an unveiling of unseen spiritual forces operating behind the scenes in history and controlling its events and outcome. Spiritual forces, of course, include both holy and evil influences. The book is both revelatory and prophetic. Revelation unveils the unseen spiritual war in which the church is engaged, the cosmic conflict between God and his Christ on the one hand and Satan and his evil allies, both demonic and human, on the other. The theme of the book is to both warn the church and fortify it to endure suffering and to stay pure from the defiling enticements of the present world order. Now, that explanation of the theme of the book of Revelation comes right out of the Crossway English Standard Version Study Bible in the introduction of the book of Revelation. So, the scholars who have written the introduction to the book of Revelation state the theme of the book is to both warn the church and fortify it to endure suffering, and to stay pure from the defiling enticements of the present world order. Christians are called to be faithful to Christ amid spiritual war against Satan and sin as we await Christ's second coming. The introduction continues. The book of Revelation sees believers as conquerors even now through endurance under suffering and fidelity to the testimony of Jesus through which their persecutors are called to salvation through repentance and faith. Did you catch that? 
our faithful testimony in the last days is intended by God to draw our persecutors to salvation. Chapters 1 to 3 address the things that are, specifically the condition of the seven different church cities. Chapters 4 to 14 reveals things that shall take place after this, which is Christ's defense of his church and destruction of its enemies, with some details provided. The book of Revelation reveals there is a seal of God placed on people, specifically 144,000, chapter 7, verse 3, and there's the mark of the beast placed on people, according to chapter 14, verse 9. Chapters 9 to 13 reveal what will happen to those who do not have the seal of God, and in chapter 13, verse 10, we read a call for the endurance of faith of the saints. In chapter 14, we learn of both Christian martyrs and the plight of those who fail to worship Jesus. Then, in 18, verse 4, we read, quote, Come out of her, my people, lest you take part in her sins, lest you share in her plagues. End quote. That seems yet again to imply there are saints on earth at this time. I am personally unable to make a hard-line stand about the timing of the rapture or the length of time God's people will be caused to suffer and endure based on Scripture. For this reason, I work diligently to be ready at all times, seeking to fortify my faith, working with God, and continually searching to know truth, so I will have sufficient faith intact when I need it the most. I also seek to know my place in God's plan, so I am actively engaged in partnership with Him to be among those considered faithful when Christ returns, and I earnestly desire to be of help for you to do likewise. Next week, I'll continue to help us discern current events so we know how to respond as partners with God to bring His kingdom will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. If you've liked what you've heard from me today, I ask you to show your support in whatever way you can. One of the newest ways you can help is to get my new bumper stickers that say, Make America Godly Again. They're available for $5 each, and they are really beautiful, red, white, and blue, high-quality vinyl stickers. I hope you'll get as many as you can and give some away so we can display our real and certain hope we have in God for our nation. You can also take advantage of the many goods and services I bring you from my sponsors and partners, which you'll find on the faithtoliveby.com webpage. Also, consider becoming a subscriber to my bi-monthly e-newsletter, which will make you a preferred member where you'll receive special announcements and offers not available to others. With so much going on every day, let's also connect on social media. I'm on Facebook at Faith to Live by TV, on Twitter at PL Christian, and on LinkedIn at Pamela Christian. Also, be sure to take advantage of the free resources and bonus items listed on Charisma Podcast Network and with my website at faithtoliveby.com. You'll also find them right here in the show notes. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread the gospel, and also helps people learn how to best apply their Christian faith. Also, depending on the platform where you listen, why not subscribe so you don't miss a single edition of Faith to Live By? I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him. Thank you.